Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally, totally free. free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Family. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Anatomy of Family. Today we're talking about why the talk doesn't work. Let's go. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get hooked up with someone like me. Yes, someone like me, a licensed marriage and family therapist. You need counseling. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage now. You need counseling and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Okay. We're going to dive into today's topic. And this is basically why the talk mm -hmm. doesn't work with kids. Um, and this came from, so we didn't What's know. What's the talk? What are you talking about? Like, this, like the birds and the bees. Like mm, why okay. does that not work with Chitlins, as my dad calls them, chitlins, and children, and uh, and what to do about it? Because a lot knew of what a chitlin was, you would not say that. Isn't it like a part of a chicken or something? Or no, a... it's like a pig's intestine, gross and fried. But anyway, sorry, sidetrack. Okay, um, so mm -hmm. that is what today's topic is about: why the talk doesn't work and what to do instead. So let's start mm -hmm. with why it doesn't work. But let's start right. with: did you have the talk as a kid? Mm. Did you hear the blank crickets just then? So that means no, not really. I remember my dad telling me what a period was, and that was about it. Was it like in relationship to a, a horse or something? I don't think so. Or no, a puppy? No. We were in the like mall parking lot with me and my brother, and <laughs> like, okay, talking about periods. Okay, that's great. That was learnful, that was I guess, but never... Learnful. But then, but then I got like sex education in school in sixth grade. Right. Yeah. So did we you ever have the talk? Mm, I don't think so. I think no. it was more like just don't like don't get pregnant stuff. But my mm -hmm. mom is fairly normal about that stuff. But very like like uh, uh, mm. uh, ah. like that. Like right. uh, you figure it out. What about the church? Did you learn anything from there? No, I was no, Catholic. You don't learn about any of that stuff. You learn about uh, I learned about not, a virgin giving birth. That's what right, I learned and about. And not birth control. Right, in right. The Catholic Church, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that makes me think about the church. Like uh, it's what Dr. Corey Allen has said before. 
sex is gross, sex is bad, terrible, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, save it for the person that you love, mm-hmm. right? For the person you get married. And that doesn't work, right? right? So just the abstinence model of, you know, that church talks about mm-hmm. clearly didn't work. Clearly right. doesn't work, right? Yeah. And so one of the reasons that we want to talk about this is, is we went, we interviewed Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers, who was amazing, who we'll have on the show eventually mm-hmm. again. And uh, she talked about this idea that it is not one conversation that does it. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred one minute conversations that create the talk. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the reasons that that's so important and so vital is that think about ages and stages, like an eight year old does not understand the world the same way a 12 year old does. Mm -hmm. And a 12 year old does not understand the world the same way a 15 year old or a 17 year old does. So think about taking that in gigantic span of time Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, I'll teach my kid one thing once during this one time when they're like brains don't even know anything. Yeah. When they're 11 or something like that. And you are your parents kid. No, sorry. (laughs) You are your kid's parents, and hopefully you know them better than anyone else, and you will know when is the right time, when is the wrong time, and so we're talking about development-appropriate content, right? Uh We're talking about age-appropriate content, which not always goes with development, because sometimes it's different, and then also... I think this is important too, gender specific. So mm-hmm. I can talk to my sons a different way than Melanie can talk to our sons. You, you understand right. what I'm saying? And then, of course, Melanie is going to talk to our daughter in a different way that I will talk to our daughter, right? For sure, for sure. You know, and mostly I, if I talk to my daughter about it, I'll just say, Go talk to your mom. <laughs> no, I'll just say, Well, okay, whoever it is, you're, they're dead. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Which is. I, a lot of people do that, which, of course, I'm going to be very protective, but right. I'm not. That can be damaging, too, because then there's secrecy and like, oh, my dad will kill me kind of thing. And right. that's not the kind of environment we want to create. Right. So I think what, what again, go back to why it's why the talk doesn't work is mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense to teach one thing to any age of kid mm-hmm. who is like preteen, early adolescent, teenager. It just doesn't even make sense. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I want to really bring home why it doesn't make sense before we even go on into what to do, because mm-hmm. like, you've got to know why it won't work before you know what will work. Um, so another reason that it's bad is that if you're so ages and stages, your children will let you know if they're ready to learn more about certain things by asking. So this was something that was really shocking to me that, at, you know, from a sort of silent home, like I grew up in a kind of a quiet home about these mm-hmm. things um, that when a kid would ask something like, what it, what does it mean to or how does someone get pregnant and you go oh you don't talk about that mm. the kid was ready to learn right and you went ew gross don't don't so you've already associated associated pregnancy with something gross mm-hmm. you've shut the kids sort of like curiosity healthy curiosity down mm-hmm. um you've made them feel bad and then you've you've now missed that opportunity in which they were receptive to learning right right and so it's important to understand that the that your kid will actually kind of reveal to you what they're ready to learn about, what they mm-hmm. want to learn about, but are you ready to be ready to teach them? Does that make sense? Right. Like, how, has that happened with you? Yeah, so first of all, you, uh, I think what you're getting to is parents, you have to be comfortable around it. You can't go, oh, I don't know, go talk to your mom. Oh, I don't know, go talk to your dad. Right. Uh, uh, that's gross, we're not going to talk about that. Right. So, first of all, just like we say with anything, it always starts with us. How comfortable are you talking about sex? Mm-hmm. Well, in my family of origin, we never did that. Or my mom just, you know, 
Or cut, bodies, cut not everything. just sex, but sex or sex bodies. Sex or bodies, right? Because obviously they, they go together. Uh, so first of all, assess how comfortable you are with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not comfortable. Okay, well, let's listen to more podcasts. Let's mm-hmm. read some more books. Um, Amazing You by Dr. Gail Saltz. Gail Saltz is Is a super book great. for little kids, mm-hmm. and it's a body positivity book. It's a body book, right? Oh, right. what's that? What's this? Okay. And she has an older one, like mm-hmm. a teenage book as well. Mm-hmm. We don't have that one yet. Right. So first of all, Educate yourself. Educate yourself. uh, Assess your comfortability uh, space, right? And then also be on the same page with your spouse, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not Mm going to be talking about, you know, like, okay, late stage sex ed with, uh, you know, our Mm eight-year-old when you're like, what are you doing? That's totally not. That's not okay. That's not appropriate or, 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 well, I thought I was trying. So, Mm -hmm. first of all, know yourself and then be on the same level as your spouse, right? Right. And let's kind of go through it through stages. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, what would we tell... Our eight-year-old versus our twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. We'll sex. even start younger because there's, and this is like Dr. Tina is so good for this, and we will definitely talk to her more. Mm-hmm. She's actually writing a book about it. Mm. Uh, but one of the things again, when your kids are little, like infant stage, walking, early toddlers, whatever, they will talk to you about their bodies. They mm-hmm. will say, "Look at my penis." They'll say, "Look at all, all the things," right? And talk with them about it. It's no big deal. Don't shame them about their own body, right? Now, teach them boundaries. You don't show your penis to your neighbor. (laughs) That's a boundary. Uh, Just teach them boundaries. No big deal. Put that hot dog away. But don't shame (laughs) them for being curious about their bodies, right? Right. We don't want to start them off with a shame cycle right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, again, as they get a little bit older, they'll ask you things like, hey, daddy, why does my wiener get hard when blah, blah, blah? Our kids have asked it. Do you have any good examples of funny stories of that? <laughs> no, not really. I just go, yeah, sometimes, it, oh, wow, okay. Right, <laughs> there it so is. So you don't like be weird or like, hey, right. put that thing away. Or, you know, I mean, sometimes if a kid is like running around with their pants down, which if you have kids, you've seen that, you're like, hey, dude. And that's little kids. We're talking about little kids. Little kids, but... like, hey, pull up your pants. All right, right. time to wear pants. Right, kind of thing, yeah. Right? There's a time for pants and a time for no pants. And, and right now no is the time for pants. Right. Um, and so, but again, going back to this idea, like your kids will ask you what things are for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that our kids have asked over the age, over the years, like, what are boobs for? Why, you know, what are they for? And you go, oh, well, they feed babies. Like mm-hmm. when a mom has a baby, they feed babies, right? Mm-hmm. Things like that. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Teach them what things are actually for. What's the difference? If they ask you a question, answer it. Mm-hmm. But make sure you check yourself when you go to answer their question and that you're not shaming them mm-hmm. because you're uncomfortable. One of the most helpful things that Tina ever said uh, in some of the th- talks that we've had and just conversations with her was that adults understand sexuality way differently than children do Mm -hmm. because we have experience with sexuality, right? So like, here's a perfect example. This is going to sound really inappropriate. It is not inappropriate. Okay. Okay. So my mom and I were just talking about this actually. So when our kids were little, I'm curious to what um, the example is like the boys were blowing bubbles Mm -hmm. and they started blowing them at each other. Mm -hmm. So guess what? They started yelling at each other. Blow me, blow me. Oh, right. <laughs> and I'm like, ha, what is happening? Right? right. It doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't mean anything to our two kids when they were little to say that. they don't even of know what not. that means. Right. right. So as an adult, we have to really be careful that we don't say, oh, my gosh, I'll say that. And the kids are like, what? Why I can't blow bubbles? Like, what? Right, right. Like, it's confusing. They don't get it. But it's the most important part of that is understand that they don't have a sexual context to put that kind of stuff in. Mm-hmm. They don't know what these things mean, how they could be bad, why mm-hmm. it could be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So don't um, 
don't bring the energy of your kid was inappropriate when they actually weren't, right? That's yeah. a huge yeah. part of it. Of course not. Don't. So that's a really very innocent version of, well, it's, well, I mean, kids are innocent in the first place. So don't take your non-innocence right. or just worldly experience and layer it on top yeah. of your kid because that can be shaming, yeah. that can be confusing, confusing. that can distort, like, well, wait a minute, that's just a word. Now it's right. something else. What, what are you even talking about, right? right? So that just goes back to what I was saying two seconds ago is you have to make sure that you are comfortable mm-hmm. first, right? Yeah. So go read some books. Like um, Emily Nagoski, Come As You Are, is super good. Uh, anything by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers, mm-hmm. Dr. Gail Saltz. All this is psychoeducation around and, yeah. healthy developmental sexuality. Mm-hmm. And Gail, Dr. Gail Saltz is S-A-L-T-Z, mm-hmm. Saltz. It yeah. sounds like you're saying salt, kind of. Salts, um, hot salts. Hot salts. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Gail, hot salts. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so there's a lot of opportunity as your kids are growing for you to do very damaging things to them by get by overlaying your understanding of sexuality on top of what they are saying that might be completely innocent. So we want to just factor that into mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and kind of give parents the strength to educate themselves right. and step into the educational role with their kids in yeah. a healthy way. So let's go back to the idea of it's it's a hundred, it's a thousand one minute conversations right. around this, right? Mm-hmm. And just very, very simple things. Uh, yeah, that's, oh yeah, yeah. Wiener gets hard, you mm-hmm. know, or this is really funny. If you have pets at home. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, this just happened to us. Like, OK, this is <laughs> hilarious. But so we got a, a female dog and a male dog. Right. And of course, they started doing what you well, know. she was in heat. She was in heat. Right. So they're humping all the time. We're like, get away and stuff because. Right. Well, actually, we want to have puppies, but. They got out and sometimes right. did that. And they're like, Mom, Dad, what's going on? The dogs are stuck together. <laughs> right. And they got stuck together and all this stuff. But that was a really opportune time to go, well, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. how that's how babies are made. Yep. And then, okay, wherever that goes. And our little one doesn't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Why? She may not be thinking about no, it, right? But no. our older ones, like, well, wait a minute. Why did they get stuck together? What happens right. there? It's like, well... Let me tell you. Right, right. Right. And then that's an it's a perfect opportunity. And it wasn't like a sit down, let me take you out to dinner and talk to you about sex for an hour. Right. It's like, oh, the dogs are humping. <laughs> Kids ask questions. All right, we'll we'll talk about it. Right. 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 So it's a billion one minute tiny conversations. And mm-hmm. they may start out like this, like that. Uh, you know, dad, where do babies come from? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, it's a little kid, five, six, seven, or eight, or whatever. And that's when you pull you know? out the Gail Salts book. Well, amazing. You. Maybe, maybe, but then you could also say, well, you know, uh, uh, when a, a mom and dad love each other very much, they 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 come together and then a baby happens, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a beautiful thing, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then, of course, you're going to they're going to just only ask more details from there as they get older. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to build off of that story. So the a thousand one minute stories are simply building blocks mm-hmm. to like the final thing, which I think sex education never really stops mm-hmm. if we're if we're really looking into it. You know, I mean, we yeah, can still great. learn things about sexuality and, you know, I mean, to be honest, like, okay, what feels good? What doesn't feel good? What do you like? What do you not like? This is mm-hmm. adult stuff, right? Clearly. Right. Um, but then it just builds and builds and builds. It's, we call it a stack sometimes mm-hmm. in, in other language. This stacks on this, Jenga. stacks on that, right on Jenga, which we could not have gotten to, you know, <laughs> stack 100 if one, two, three, four, five haven't been uh, laid down. I say Jenga, you say Jenga. Jenga. J-I-N-G-A. It's a southern 
it's a sudden thing, <laughs> Jenga. You know what I'm saying? So yes. what, what other insights do you have around the 101-minute conversations? Um, I just, uh, that sort of threw me. I thought you were going to ask something different. The I, Again, I go back to this idea that it's your kids are going to ask you questions, answer them. Mm-hmm. But be prepared to answer them balanced, from a balanced position, a balanced mindset. But most importantly, like, if think about this. It, think about, like, handing your kid... Um, the manual to a job, like, okay, here's mm-hmm. how you become a, you know, supervisor at McDonald's and you hand it to them when they're seven. Good luck. Right, right. And you just like walk Here away. Yeah. Like they, they're never going to absorb the information. They're not going to know what to do with it. And one of the best parts about having these little sort of micro conversations over the time and over years is that your kids will begin to trust that if you do it in a balanced and healthy way, that you're a safe place to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And so they'll bring their questions to you. Mm-hmm. Which, again, my neighbor and I talk about this all the time. Her kids are teenagers, like in high school, and they're going to be in college soon. And she's like, it's almost shocking what my kids will talk to me about mm-hmm. because I've become such a safe place mm-hmm. for them. And not shocking, like bad, perverted. That is not what I mean. Right. Shocking as in she's like, I would not they're, think that they yeah. would come to me mm-hmm. and talk to me and ask me about this, but they are. But she has done so much legwork on the right. front end educating them. So she is a doctor. She sat her daughters or her kids down. She taught them, you know, they all use biological terms, which is hilarious. But she taught them about um, contraceptives. She taught them about, she literally said, sex ed in schools is not good enough. I'm going to do it mm-hmm. so that they're comfortable and they can come and talk to me. And she's mm-hmm. like, it totally worked. Like right. they, they do talk to her and ask her questions. If something comes up that they've never heard, they ask her, what is this? Yeah. And sometimes it's shocking and you go, holy they know that yeah you there's go, some crazy stuff out there right. right so your kids can learn about this from you or they can learn about it you know the other you know eight-year-old or 13 year old on the playground or find something on you know whoever tv, TV or phone. i mean on their phone right? right and i mean that's how basically i learned if you want to know the truth right you know i mean we learned some stuff in sex ed but like oh well what do you really do it was all through pornography and mm-hmm. that is not a good way to learn right and as parents, one of the number one things that we can do for our kids, and I think one of my desires, is to raise the best eminently qualified human as possible, right? I'm using some Jocko Willink language there because I'm reading some of his stuff again. But, like, I want my kid to know all the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, age appropriate, of right, course, right, right. and then be able to come to me to answer, to ask any questions. Hey, mm-hmm. Dad, what's this? Oh, well, okay. Where'd you hear that from? First of all, right, you know, yeah. to some degree, but then talk about it and explain it. Mm-hmm. I want, I know that you want that as parents too. Mm-hmm. And, but first you have to be comfortable with it, you know, tying it back. You got to be comfortable with it first. Right. And a lot of that becoming comfortable with this stuff takes a little bit of unlearning. It takes a, a lot of bravery. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we very first interviewed Dr. Tina, I had not realized that I was also silent and shaming body wise in our home. I was, and this was years ago, I was totally a prude. I wanted to name our kid prude, actually. Mm -hmm. But I um, was very much like, oh, cover yourself. Oh, don't do that, because that's how I grew up. Like, ew, put pants on, or ew, why are you wearing, you know, like I was just always doing that. Mm -hmm. And the second we interviewed her, I was like, I'm doing this all wrong. We We went out immediately and bought Amazing You by Gail Saltz. We have another book, I think, another body book, maybe not. Maybe my neighbor gave us one. But anyway, so we immediately educated ourselves. And then I had to go to work changing my, mm-hmm. what would the word be like? 
the things your whole that, your whole view on yeah. it, I think. Yes. Like you had to unlearn and then relearn mm-hmm. with better information. And one of the things that I did was I started changing clothes in front of the boys. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I wear underwear and stuff, but I literally used to not do that. I would mm-hmm. go away from them. Uh, I, and it was not a conscious thing I was doing before. This is when they were little, right? Yeah, so yeah. And it's funny because Dr. Tina talked about Oh yeah, her uh, because family. her her she's got European background, and like I think her mom actually was from Sweden or something like that, or her grandmother is like, yeah, you know, I mean, and in in Europe, sex and sexuality are very different than they are here, in even the culture, even, even yeah. the culture, European culture, even in in um in most countries, in and sex ed and stuff. So Tina was telling a story about like, yeah, my mom would just not wear no, a shirt. It was her I'll, aunt, I think, her aunt they, or somebody. They like were that. at the beach in Seattle, right. In like September and it was hot out and she right. said her aunt just took her shirt off and she yeah. goes, she had like an industrial bra, you know, she's 50 something years old, right. just whipped her shirt off but and But what it was around. is normalizing right. it. And I remember the first time we went to Europe, like there were women uh, janitors walking in and out of the men's bathroom right. and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I, I liked right. it a lot, of course, and they have beaches and stuff like that. Right. But it's it's very, like, normalized. Well, and even in Just England. absolutely normalized. Remember the bathroom? Our daughter Hattie got locked into a bathroom stall. Yeah. And it was a, a, t- a unisex bathroom. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Like, yeah. in America, people lose their minds. They do lose but their minds. But it's literally but, a unisex. You're washing your hands next to a businessman. Right. You know? Right. And but again, it, it's, it's part of normalization. Right. I know, obviously, and clearly things go wrong and stuff like that so right. we're not no we're not advocating saying that for any of that we're looking to normalize to not shame and to actually educate our kids because if mm-hmm. you don't do it mom and dad auntie uncle Grandma. somebody else will right wheel wheel <laughs> they, they will right so i want you to lead the charge in that and if you're super uncomfortable with it and maybe you have your own sex shameful sexual narrative or whatever's going on go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get hooked up with a licensed therapist just like I am. Mm-hmm. There, you you know you don't have to go to an office. It's all online. It's confidential. It's fairly cheaper than going to an office. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get a babysitter or do insurance and all this stuff. Getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage, and you can get a specialized therapist for you mm-hmm. to deal with all your stuff. Right, right. right. It's worth it. It um, is worth it. And we just encourage you because if you had an experience where you had the talk mm-hmm. and then you had you know, the rest of your life of sexual dysfunction and right. weird things that you wish were better. It's up to you to change that for your kids. It's up to you to change that for the people that you raise and all of that. So we hope that this episode has helped. We hope that you can be encouraged to have those, you know, 1,000 one-minute long conversations mm-hmm. instead of having the talk. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, send them in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Mm-hmm. And if our show helps you, even one iota, one iota. Mm-hmm. Please go rate and review it on iTunes and share it with your peeps. That means that more to yeah. everyone than anything we could say about ourselves. So, all right, guys. Hope this all is right. helpful. Email any questions. Hello, anatomymarriage.com. Check you later. Love you. Bye. Bye.